0: Welcome to another episode of Scotch and scripts Today, I am tasting a Port Charlotte. Now, let me tell you why I like this particular whiskey. Just when I saw it, I knew I would love it. I don't know if you can see here, heavily peated. For me, that's that's a solid Scotch. So, the Lefroys, the Laguvelins, and now the Port Charlottes are among some of my favorite. When I say peaty, what it makes me think of are all the camping trips that I take. And when you have a campfire going, when I... When I smell that, that's what I smell, and that's what it reminds me of. So it actually evokes emotion when I when I drink a peaty scotch. Now, let, let's go ahead and, and smell this here. Now, when I, I look at the tasting notes for this particular scotch, it said that um, you should be smelling dry-aged beef, butter croissants, uh, honeysuckle, and citrus. I definitely get the citrus and maybe a tinge of honeysuckle. The dry-aged beef, I don't get it. I love to eat it. But I don't get it here. But man, when I tell you I can smell that campfire. And this is a 10-year. So this particular bottle was um, distilled in 07 and bottled in 2018. So I have to tell you, I can't wait to get my hands on like an 18-year of this later on. This is uh, definitely one of my favorites. So let's go ahead and give it a taste. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. It's not as heavy as a as a Lagovellyn or Lagovelin or Laphroaig. However, it still has that peaty nose that I like. So yeah, guys, this is a solid one. Uh, today on Scotch and Scripts. I am interviewing Ishida. And I've always uh, been a big fan of Ashita's. And one thing I love about her, she hustles and she works really hard. And since we've had to pivot with the coronavirus and, and dealing with the self-quarantine and finding different ways to get out there, engage our clients and to engage uh, potential clients for new business, I've really been interested in what she's doing on Instagram and Facebook. And I know a lot of you guys are trying to figure out, you know, what do I do? How do I stand out? And so I wanted her to come on the show and share some of her best practices, what she's learned, what she's doing, and really how she's time blocking her schedule to do so much. Because you'll hear from this interview that I'm having with her today, that there is a lot that she's doing And yet we all know we have 168 hours in a week, and you can do a lot. You just need to time block for certain activities. So, Ishida, thank you so much for coming in. I'm looking forward to the interview. Everyone who's watching or listening, cheers to you guys. I appreciate you tuning in, and we're going to go ahead and get started. Thanks. Two, one. Ashita, thank you so much for joining Scotch & Scripts. I'm so happy to have you on here. I've been looking forward to talking with you. And I know that you have so much great information that you're going to share, especially around what you're doing on social media to stay in touch with your clients and also to find new business. So cheers to you. Welcome to Scotch & Scripts, and thank you so much for joining today.
1: Thank you so much, David. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really been an honor because I really love you a lot. And uh, the fact that I'm really here, it's, it means a lot. So thank you for actually inviting me and giving me this opportunity. Thank you.
0: Absolutely, it's so, so my pleasure. So how long have you been in real estate, Ashita?
1: So, uh, like literally four years. I'll finish four years uh, by end of this month. So okay. four years in total, yes. Not, yeah, and, and it really does feel like a lot. Uh, and I, re- I mean, that's that's the truth. I do feel like as if I'm in this for like seven or eight years, but four years in total. Four
0: years, okay. <laughs> and what made you want to get into the industry? <sighs>
1: um, honestly, the fact that there is no ceiling to this profession, that's what really tempted me to get into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when I was into, before, before this, I was into the jewelry world. And when I asked myself that question, like, hey, like, where do you see yourself in next three years? I was never happy with the answer I used to get, you know, and and I'm like, this answer has so much limitations. There's a ceiling to it. Uh, It it doesn't feel right. So in order to break out of that, um, I constantly used to ask myself, what can I do where I will be growing and I will be helping and I will be more successful and I will be happy? Right. So that's really, it just happened. Like I narrowed it down to real estate and I just like jumped right into it, quit my job. Uh, and it was a very tough decision, but I had to do it just because, you know, it it just felt right. I wasn't happy and contented, even though my income was good. It was stable, constant, but I had to. So, you know, the fact that there was like no ceiling, you can do whatever you want. There are no stopping of like, you you can dream anything, right? That was the main thing. Like I can achieve anything that reality, that fact, and that people have done that. Mm -hmm. That's that's what inspired me. And I just like changed profession right away.
0: I completely understand that. So I've always loved real estate and I've had investment property. However, Mm -hmm. the whole no ceiling really was um, attractive to me. I I worked in corporate America and every year you had your review, you got your standard (laughs) two or three or 4% raise. However, It just wasn't enough. Like I could not make the income I wanted to make in corporate America. And to your point with real estate, there's no ceiling. If you want to make more money, you go sell more houses. If you want to take a vacation, you go on vacation. So I I love the fact that there was no ceiling with my income or the potential Mm -hmm. for my business.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the biggest challenges over the last four years that you have faced, not counting what we're going through right now with the, Mm -hmm. with the quarantine, but up until, Uh, The COVID. What were some of the biggest challenges you faced in your business?
1: Um, Like I will say that there were challenges every year. Mm -hmm. Like every year when I grew, when I became more and more mature in this industry, the challenges kept on changing. Like initially, it was like, "Oh, how will I get?" My first year was like, "How will I get business? How will people know me and like me and love me?" Then it grew to okay, I have some business. How can I multiply that? How can I get more referrals? You know, why am I not doing the scripts right? Why am I not doing the lead gen right? And how to do that? So the challenges kept on um, changing, but I would say even like today, if I have to still say the one challenge that one or two challenges that still are with me is like the the same thing, like not lead genning enough, you know and it's not that i don't like to or i'm afraid to that's not the fact at all because i love to and i'm very good with expireds on the phone it's not that it's it's just about that i the, the the number of transactions i do on a yearly basis they are a lot like last year i did 33 transactions oh, that's a lot petty. so yeah so many of them were rentals but it's a lot like imagine the number of showing the paperwork um, the, the, you know, back and forth communication, phone messages of so much, mm-hmm. um, that it it doesn't allow me or I get so tired and they're important. I know like, okay, we have to follow schedule 10 to 12 or nine to 12, you have to lead gen, but it never, it, it doesn't sometimes work when you are doing so many transactions and you have to reply them. So that's again, one of the challenges I still have right. being able to secure that time and save that time and generate more business. So you know I'm, I'm finding more solutions to it like how can i still be busy with my transactions and and how can i still do lead genning gotcha. and you know i'll answer you know i'll get into depth like what i do to get more business because it's based on that challenge so again lead gen is a constant and the second one is the technology part
0: the technology part you know it's so interesting you bought a brought up lead gen and i having time or making time for lead gen I watched a video years ago from Mike Ferry. I don't know if you're familiar with him. I
1: know
0: him. His video said that in real estate, we really have two jobs. And this is what really made it click for me. He said in the morning, your job is to create business opportunities, go out there and get appointments Mm -hmm. and in the afternoon, (laughs) converting that into business. And if you look at real estate, like you have two jobs and you Mm -hmm. focus on your first job in the morning, and that's lead generating, however you do it, whether it's calling expires, first sale by owners, your database, whatever you do, you spend the morning creating the opportunity. You spend the afternoon going after it. Mm -hmm. If you do that, you can be successful. And I I bought into it and I listened to him and I felt like that really helped me get on the path where every day I systematically would lead generate. That was, that was huge for me. Yeah. Yep. So, so what changed that really got you into production? You mentioned that You need to find people who know you and love you. And then you needed to find ways to build your business and get more referrals. What really switched that got you into doing 33 deals a year and really got you into production?
1: So it's funny because, you know, when I was making this switch, it's been four years and I was, as I said, I had a great job before that. And I can share that number. Actually, I was making $95,000 a year (laughs) and my husband is like, are you crazy? Like you want to quit the job and try something real estate where it's only commission based. What is Keller Williams paying you? I said, in fact, I have to pay Keller Williams to get my license running. He's like, you're crazy. And he did not support me at all. He's like, I'm not with you on this. You know, I don't think we should do this and all those things. So that's very rare of him to say that. So that thing was always in my mind that, okay, I'm leaving this stable income. I'm putting my family in risk and now I'm doing something which I really have to be successful and I'm always like success driven and motivated and energetic. So that was always there. Like I have to support my family. I have to prove in a good way to him that, Hey, you know what, this is a good decision for both of us. Mm -hmm. So that is what that thing, that spark was always there in me that I have to prove myself. Uh, that I can do it and you know and he needs to understand that that you know with this it's going to be 10 times more better and, right. and now he realizes that because not only in my first year I made ninety thousand dollars second year I almost doubled it so it was like oh my god <laughs> so um, that's awesome. yeah, so, so I, I had to show that to him and myself like yeah. to both of us in a good way that hey so that was the one thing that I, I was thinking about it that's what really changed my activities the way I approached people of the bold move I took the door knocking I did I used to do tons of door knocking and now I'm a little bit complacent which I don't like it
0: Okay
1: <laughs> Uh but yeah so those initial activities that I did I did everything wow. to get more and more I, I laid the foundation very strong I have to say that just no, because you, I You had to definitely prove. Did. Yeah
0: you I definitely had to prove. Did. <laughs> You bet on yourself number one. So you quit a job paying you over 90 grand a year. You bet on yourself. And because you had your husband saying, I don't know if you're making the right decision. You knew you had to come into real estate and you had to have a plan. And so unlike what most agents do, you started real estate and you treated it like your business. You came in and went to work and so many people are complacent and they don't get to work they do a lot of busy work that makes them feel like they're being productive, but they're not making an income. You didn't have a choice. You had to show him that I can do this. I can make this happen. So you did the activities to create an income for yourself. Congratulations. That's fantastic.
1: (laughs) And and honestly, David, sorry, go ahead.
0: Go ahead. No, go ahead.
1: I'm saying for four years, I never paid attention to the systems or the technology or nothing like I did not. And now since you know I am doing more business and I see how important it I knew it it was important, but I never focused. I always focus on getting more business. Okay. Now that I know that you know both are at a point where I just cannot avoid it, now I'm working on setting up the command and very consistent on Facebook and doing all the techie part, which okay. I say, you know, just leave it on plan B or step two and not step one. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah
0: so um what's your schedule look like if if you could open up your google calendar and share it with us what's a day look like for ashita what, what do you do
1: it's, it's i'm not the best person to share my calendar <laughs> you can also i have to ask do you mean the covid calendar or before the COVID?
0: oh boy <laughs> let's talk let's talk pre-covid like what was your calendar looking like because i know right now having kids at home and working from home it's just a time bomb there so what, what's it look like pre-covid
1: Pre-COVID, I would have to say there were always three things I did, no matter what. Um, I always, always, whether I had a rental, like a tenant, landlord, buyer or a seller, I like work with four categories. I used to always every day get in touch with these four people, at least four to five of them, whoever I'm in transaction with or the future ones or the previous ones. Right. Okay. Like, like always get in conversation with them, deep enough with them, like all of them. Uh, if they were buyers, like three or six months down the line, or they were past clients, constantly giving them updates, making sure they are on, on board what's happening, similarly with the sellers and the landlords. So nurturing basically. So that was always my priority. I knew that I wouldn't be able to get time to like make new expired calls or Facebook calls or do anything, but the clients I had, I used to give my energy and my soul to them. So that was like one thing I always did. Like every day I used to be in connection, like real connection with those people. Um, Second thing I always had was, um, of course, I gave a lot of time in the transaction. Because okay. it's not just the 80% part, if I have to say it. But in that 80%, I developed a lot of relationships, um, had conversations about referrals, worked on if somebody referred me, i give out like a huge card and Starbucks gift card. So it took time to come to that. And people love me for that. Of course. I used to work a lot on those. Like I had very few people to start with. So my every day is always focused on whoever I knew, how can I give my thousand percent so that from them I can get thousand percent. Okay. So why they usually are like that. So activities, if I have to break it down, getting in conversation with the buyer, seller, tenants, landlords, um, staying in the transaction, making sure it's working, bulletproofing them, those things. Um, apart from that, a little bit time, uh, on, on social media. Of course. So those three things marketing wise, yeah. OK, Social media. so a couple
0: of things based on what you just shared with me, uh, the referrals, when someone gives you a referral, you gave them a nice card. You gave them Starbucks uh, gift card. I think that's a, a big piece that a lot of agents miss out on. They get a referral and they say thank you and they don't send a thank you to the person like a small token of your appreciation, yeah. like a Starbucks gift card. They also don't call back and update that person that sent them the referral and said, I Hey, I, I got your friend under contract. We are closing on their house this week. They don't keep them up to date on what's happening. How has that really helped you by doing that? And what oh. type of response are you getting from your clients when you send that thank you card and that gift card to them?
1: It's it's amazing because as I said, I spend a lot of time on that, like nurturing the relationship, even if it's yep. like four or five people that I know um, they love me for that because I'm, the first step is I give them a thank you note. Of course, it's handwritten with a gift card. I text them, hey, that was so nice of you to send me a referral, I love you for that. I send them a message too. Sometimes I also call them, um, they love that too. Uh, once I speak with the person, I again call them or text them like, hey, I just spoke with your referral, it went well, looking forward for this amazing opportunity. Uh, I'm glad you referred me, this is how my business works. You know, like it depends. That's uh, Yeah, so I do that. Um, and once we are like looking homes, if they get pre-approved, so I try, I also keep the, uh, the the person updated too, like, hey, this is what is happening and thank you again. And the other important thing I did was um, I started giving, once they close, I, I give them a gift. Like I would give them like a dinner treat or I would, uh, yeah, I would buy them a nice coffee machine. So like I, I have those standards under 500 yes, 500 K I would give them hundred dollar gift. If it's above 500 K I would give them $200 gift. So I, I did that a lot. I do that a lot still.
0: And because you're taking care of them, they have their ears open. So when they hear anyone say, I'm looking to buy or sell or invest okay. in real estate, they're saying, I have to call Ashita. I have to give her this person because I know she's going to take great care of them. And she also takes care of me as well. And so okay. I think, I think it's great that you do that. Now, you mentioned so much that you do. And one thing I didn't hear you say is that you leverage out any of these activities. Do you have Mm -hmm. a transaction coordinator? Do you have someone supporting you with all you do?
1: Um, I hired a virtual assistant last year. Okay. Right. And unfortunately I had to let him go because of this COVID thing, Of course. Uh, but then I'm going to hire back again. And then he used to take care of all my social media and my command. So I, I leverage command and social media. Okay. Um, I will be getting that person, but now this year or next year, let's see what the market is. Um, I want to leverage somebody for the transaction um, because I really need that. So I will be,
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Listen, no matter what the market's doing, I think you'll be in a position to hire someone because what you're doing right now is you're working hard and you're getting your unfair share. There are yeah. always people who are buying and selling no matter what's going on in the world, whether it's you know, a, a major storm, whether it's a major pandemic, there's still people who have a need to buy and sell. Yeah. Agents like you that are actually doing the work every day and reaching out to your sphere of influence and staying in touch with people and using social media to promote yourself, you will always create opportunity for yourself. And so I, I love what you're doing. I, I think you'll do well with it. Thank you. You're welcome. So I want to talk, and I, I know that most people who are listening really want to hear about what you're doing on social media. And so right now you're using Facebook and you're using Instagram. Are there any other social networks that you're using at a high level? Nope. Okay. So let's That's talk about those two. <laughs> Listen, Facebook and Instagram's enough, right? There's there's That's, enough there. Yeah, enough. So I, I'll let you choose which one you want to start with, but I'd love for you to just talk about what you're doing on those platforms and what type of results you're getting from using Instagram and Facebook.
1: So, um, I do tons of Facebook now, right? Instagram, I recently became very professionally active. Okay. So Facebook, um, I would rec- like, I would just put it in a proper order. Make sure whoever that, a- whoever you are, wherever you live, make sure to join as many groups as you can. Okay, like if you are in Saddle River, Saddle River Moms and Dads or Saddle River Dad, mm-hmm. like whatever groups you find on Facebook uh, or where you relate to most, join all the groups. Okay, um, and be very active in terms of posting one post, at least, at least one post every day, if not two to three posts a week, right? Um, and again, it's the same thing. You have to mix it up. You have to mix it up about your town, about what you're doing in real estate and uh, stories about you, you know, your family dinners, what you did this weekend. And you know, here's your son eating an ice cream and I recommend this place. And here's my dog and he pooped here, not allowed. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> just like post, yeah, just do anything, but do post, let people see you in your natural way. Okay. Um, so that's what I've been doing, like posting consistently about anything that is going on and I can just be mindful that you are changing the topics every time and since i would say it's been a year or two that people are very active on stories mm-hmm. now you have to do stories as well okay initially i used to spend like five minutes on facebook and it's done and now i'm spending at least 25 to 30 minutes to post just one post david oh wow it's yeah, because I'm making sure it's done right on all the pla- like on all the different pages and all the different like of sections of Facebook and Instagram. So it takes me half an hour now, but it's all worth it. Um, so you're doing the stories, you're doing the posts, doing it on your personal and your business page. You're also posting those things, uh, about your homes, of course, not dog pooping in the mom and dad page, right. <laughs> but related things on that mom and dad page. You do that. Um, and, and you have to sync all these accounts. Like my Instagram business account is yes. synced with Facebook business account. Yes. And my, uh, uh, my Instagram regular account is synced with my Facebook uh, personal account. So, I, and when I put stories on one, it automatically goes onto two other platforms. Right. And similarly, on, yeah. So, making sure that whatever information you're putting out there, it's on all four because people will have time only to look at stories or people will have time only to check out Instagram. And you have to be there all the time.
0: You you do have to be there. And I find the stories are kind of like the commercial for your posts. If you make that story interesting enough, they might click on your post to see what else you're talking about. So I think you have to be doing stories and you have to make them entertaining. You have to use graphics. You have to write on the pictures and really do a lot to catch people's attention because they're just kind of scrolling through. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I have to
1: tell you that it's not perfect. And right. if I, yeah, it's not at all perfect. And I'm not saying I'm perfect because that's not the case at all. Uh, okay. But I, I am doing it and I'm doing it consistently enough that is generating mm-hmm. me interest. So you don't have to think that, hey, I have to be perfect first. I did not do it today. I'm panicking. So I'm not going to post it for five next days. I don't, you cannot be doing that. Just post it.
0: Take action.
1: Don't worry whether it's perfect or not. And it doesn't have to be.
0: So what about those agents who are sitting here saying post once a day? I feel like if I'm posting once a day, people are going to get tired of me and they're not going to want to look at my content. What about people who are judging themselves about what they're posting and how often they're posting? What would you say to them?
1: I would say like if that is the biggest obstacle you are having follow somebody who is posting every day and look what they are doing and look the engagement they're getting like i follow a couple of top agents like i'm always following top agents on my instagram and on my facebook and i see that they're posting such random stuff and they're still getting engagement i'm like okay i can do that too
0: Yes, you can. So
1: that gives me motivation, right? So right. if you are not able to get out of it by yourself, just start following people who are doing it. Right. And then you will get the motivation to do it because you see it, somebody doing it, and then you don't feel that, okay, you are the only one crazy one. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's what I would just tell them. Like, that's what I do. I just follow uh, top agents and see what they're doing. And I just try to follow them.
0: No, I I think that's really smart. And you know, my my wife looks at me and I have like four Instagram accounts and I have a couple Facebook accounts and she would look at me and say, why are you, you post so much? You always are posting pictures. Well, first of all, I love photography, so I'm always gonna post. But I I had to explain to her that this is how I'm building my brand. Like my job is, I'm I'm a media company Mm -hmm. and in real estate and what I do, I need to build my brand. And she didn't really get it until about a year ago she was at the airport at Newark Airport with a girlfriend of hers. They were taking a flight, thousands of people walking past, right? And someone taps her on the shoulder and they say, are you David Radney's wife? And she's like, yeah, I know you from Facebook. And like they recognize her from all of my posts. And she started to understand from that that people feel like they know you when, they're po- when you're posting and you're sharing your business and sharing your life. They feel connected to you. True. And they want to work with you because they like you and they like what they're seeing. And so once she had that experience with someone tapping her on the shoulder, someone who knew me and knew her from Facebook, mm-hmm. it made her eyes open up to the importance of being on yeah. social media and sharing and actually letting people know who you are and what you're doing and not being a secret real estate agent, but letting yeah, people know that amazing. you are an agent.
1: That's amazing. Like yeah. if that would have happened to me, I would have been on cloud nine. Like, wow. <laughs> like that's amazing yes and again you know like if like people uh, and I did share that with, with you before I really want to share it here yes. that when you are posting about homes and you know it, it doesn't have to be like if you're not buying and selling it's fine Like just post about the current interest rates hey time to refinance call this lender he's gonna give you this rate talk about you know uh, refinancing talk about the you know market updates 500 homes sold last week, okay, and was your home amongst them? Just put that on the stories, like put a nice picture of the home and do that. It doesn't have to be just sold or just listed if you're a new agent. You can do so many things. And these ideas, it really just comes from like when you see other people doing it. Of course. Um, So, and again, you know, it has happened to me so many times when I'm posting these things. Many of the people who reach out, they reach out like right away as as soon as I post. Oh glad you posted it. I was thinking about calling you. Glad you posted my husband was talking that let's call the sheeta, we have to list the house. So it's so good to see those messages because as soon as you post it, I get those messages. Yeah. So that motivates me.
0: Well, you know, right now, this is where people are spending their time. I saw a study, and I don't know if it's correct or not, but right now during the quarantine, average screen time on social media, people are spending five. To seven hours a day
1: yeah.
0: on Facebook right. and Instagram and just scrolling through their feed, right? Yeah. They're looking for content. And for someone who's looking for a home mm-hmm. and they see your post or see your story, they're gonna click on that. True. And they're gonna reach out to you. So mm-hmm. we know where people are spending their time, where their day trading attention is right there on their phone. Absolutely. And so we have to be plugged in and be doing that activity every day. So we stay, we stay top of mind, right? That's yeah.
1: Yeah, and today I shared that with you, too, because I'm going to make this year from January until now, $15,000 just in referrals. And they, these are referrals from people that I've barely met and I knew them in the past and they're not even in New Jersey. So wow. um, it's 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 either Florida or it's either Dallas or, you know, like people see my posts, my, yeah. uh, my acquaintances see my posts and they ask me what they should be doing uh, who should they call? What should they look into for an agent? And I'm like, I'll give you an agent. (laughs) I hear you. Just leave it up to me. Here's my app, download that. So,
0: yeah. So what I hear you saying is no matter where you live, if you have a sphere of influence around the world, Mm -hmm. you should be telling them that if they have a need in real estate, they should reach out to you and you will make sure that you line them up with an agent that can help them in their, that's awesome. Right. More of us should be doing that. Exactly. So, what about Instagram? Like how are you using Instagram? I know you post on Instagram and you share it to Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. how are you How are you engaging on Instagram?
1: So, I would say my engagement activities are more in um, Facebook as okay. of now than Instagram. Okay. And I am I'm still in the research process. I'm still constantly looking um, what I can do to get more engagements. I'm getting more engagements in stories for sure. Right. right? Um, so I'm exploring more into that for stories. I'm uh, I told you that like I'm, I'm having my son more into that now, like basic activities that he does. Um, I'm having what I do as a real estate agent. Like I learned that from you, David, like if you did a video or if you uh, shot shot like one amazing picture of a barn, then yes. you would have multiple posts around it. Yeah. Like, how did you set up the camera? And and you know, you were drinking something before that, or you were, you you would you would um, you would make sure that that piece is like ultimate pleasure, and then are, uh, the supporting elements are like worked on properly, and you show them. Yes. So th- that's what I've been trying to do. Like, uh, if I'm on, just walking, doing an appraiser appraisal with the appraiser, I would just take a picture of myself and do that. That's great. So any any basic activity, even if I'm looking at the homes okay. at 11, 11 p.m. on NGMLS, I will take a screenshot and I'll post it. Still
0: working. That you're looking for homes, right? You're still still working.
1: working.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I have to show this to you. I don't know if you can see that.
1: Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I see this. So
0: this was me getting ready for your interview, right? Oh. So it's like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm setting up and getting ready for another episode of Scotch and Scripts with Ishida. Mm-hmm. And so to your point, I'm posting in that on Instagram and I'm sharing that on my story and I'm directing people to check out my, my um, Scotch and Scripts podcast. Mm-hmm. So we, we have to, like I said before, we're a media company. If, if we look at ourselves as a media company and our job is to distribute and let people know who we are and what we do,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we will take pictures and we will create content and yeah. we'll be purposeful about what we're doing every day. And yeah. so i love that you'll do that and take a picture of a property search and share a that lot. just show people you're working like what you're doing
1: yeah so i opened up my instagram account like an official one of a, yes. a uh, you know a few few months ago and then i before doing that i listed down a couple of um uh, uh, posts i would need like i built up the content you know nick nick was in in our office before uh mm-hmm. who worked on the social media he helped me a lot i had a lot of good sessions with him
0: Yes. So yeah,
1: we talk, You were always a main topic of conversation because you you do it and you nail it, David. So we always used to give your example, like me and him. Your name would always come up. Oh like wow! A, okay. Remember, like what David did, like you know how David did that. Let's do. So, awesome. so if anybody wants to know like how to do it right, you just have to you know go at David's page and see. You don't even have to look at me. Uh, David does it really uh, brilliantly, like perfectly. So wow. that's how it should be done. You know, just you know, creating posts around your main posts and content. Absolutely. I thought it would be difficult to come up with the content, but I see now that it's not. It's just content about
0: everywhere. It. Like, everywhere. wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I don't care if it's you putting a lockbox down on the step, exactly. showing them how you open the lockbox and put a key in, like your day, people want to see what you're doing. They don't want to see you say, open house from one to four. They don't care about that. They want to see what you're doing to get that house ready for the open house and how you're engaging people when they come into the open house and how you write up a contract. They want to see your day-to-day work. Mm -hmm. So um, I I think you're right there. So when you think about social media, what questions am I not asking you that I should be asking you about social media that will help someone um, as they plan their content and plan to get on Instagram or Facebook with their business?
1: So, I would say like when you are on social media, just browsing, um, people's pages, make sure you uh, ask them question or, okay. you know, you're touching those people constantly. Like if you have 20 friends, uh, hundred friends, try to reach everybody of them within a month or in two months, you know, like, like post comment, keep the engagement right. going. And not just on facebook reply to their stories also right. i'm sure they will be on stories all the time they are they're posting things about their personal life make sure you are if like just recently a past client of mine he uh took he he bought a mini van like a travel van from cvs from for for like four dollars and he said hey i wish that was real um and then i and then, and on a separate note, I messaged him, "Hey, that's such a cute one, and you know, um, I'll definitely get it for you, like something like that." And he was so touched when I messaged him. So not just like on Facebook and Instagram, also right. text them separately. Yeah. If you like their post, just text them, like, yeah. "Hey, I love your post. Hope everything is well." So. That's also uh, that you should be doing a lot. I do that a lot, like a ton.
0: (laughs) I I think that's fantastic. And I I know that you're big on WhatsApp. And I have to tell you, one thing I love about WhatsApp is that I can send a memo, like a voice memo to someone. So if I see a great post on Facebook, I may not comment there, but I'll grab my phone and say, hey, I saw your post. I saw you were just on vacation. I hope you guys had a great time. It looked like you had a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Just wanted you to know I'm thinking about you give me a call when you have some time. And when I tell you, when I leave that quick 30 second message, Mm -hmm. it's more powerful than me texting them or sending a message on Facebook. They're hearing my voice. They're hearing the emotion. They're hearing the gratitude I I have in my voice for them Mm -hmm. and they call me back. And it's always such a great conversation. Right?
1: Yeah. True. Absolutely. Like even, even when they have birthdays, um, I barely wish them on Facebook and Instagram because, there will be thousands of people who will be wishing them, and then you are lost. Yes, I always WhatsApp them, good. and those are always the people who WhatsApp me when it's my birthday. Always, that's, awesome. that's, that's awesome. And, then, and that's the time I felt like wow. So they really do remember that I put po- I text them. And one of the person really told me the other day that you should that you're really good at remembering birthdays. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Facebook is. Facebook is. <laughs> I'm just good at you know, messaging you on uh, right. WhatsApp. I'm not good at remembering. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, listen, they don't know. All they know is they feel special because you reached out to them. So you're doing a really good job staying in touch with people. Uh, let me ask you, um, once quarantines lifted, like, where do you see yourself? Where do you see your business going after the quarantines lifted? How do you think you'll be operating in this new world my God. Um, because we're going to be doing things completely different after this quarantine's lifted
1: I see myself as the most powerful person uh, that I, I can ever be because I'm working a lot and strategizing a lot on the systems the tools uh, that I knew that that was kind of a little bit holding me back okay um, as of now I have, 7.5 i guess 7.5 to eight million like on hold production on hold
0: oh, <laughs> uh, yeah
1: on hold mm-hmm. so and i at, at this point i'm making sure that i'm doing a lot of pre-work documents are getting ready wow. uh pictures are being taken I may, I may i'm working on the landing websites um working on the, co- the the command a lot you know how to work on the the task when i get yes. a lead from open house so i'm, I'm I'm building my foundation, which I know many people have done that, but I I did not have time to do that before, but now I have. Uh, So I do see myself like going in a full swing, like super powerful, super strong. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, you're using the time correctly. Like if if there's one positive, if there's one silver lining with Mm -hmm. this whole quarantine, is that we were given a lot of time and it's, how are we using the time? Mm -hmm. I have a lot of friends and all they're doing is going through marathons on Netflix and watching TV shows. And here you are saying, what can I do in my business that I haven't had time to do, that I actually have time to do now? What can I focus on? And it's understanding command, getting the tags set up, doing all that work. Yeah. So once once quarantine's lifted, you yeah. have all those systems in place and you can hit the ground running and get your unfair share. I mean, that's that's really what we should be doing. We we have this gift of time that we may never get again.
1: Yeah. And, and you know what David, you know it's like again, I have to tell this again and again because when I was new, I know many new agents will be watching this when I was new, I was thinking when anybody used to give such answers, I'm like, wow, that person that person is perfect. he's so organized and he like he's managing time so well. that's not the case at all. like don't feel that I'm in that spot. I'm not right but I'm getting better every day. so that's the one thing you have to understand and when this quarantine thing started, first two weeks were horrible. Of course, I did watch a lot of shows on Netflix. You know, I did watch a lot of movies. I did, I did. Okay, but then, since then, I have been. It's alternate nights. I stay up. Okay, okay. I stay up alternate nights, um, and the other alternate days, I wake up at 4 a.m. Okay, and then I'm working on my systems and my tools because I had those two good weeks. Okay. Now you know, I have a son who is very, very mischievous, very loud. I'm not able to focus a lot during the day. So I, I stay up, so nobody's there, it's dead silent. I love That's it and I'm able to get my work done.
0: So tell me your schedule. So when you say you stay up, are you up until 11 midnight? Like what time are you? The whole night. The whole night? The whole night. And you were just plugged in, you have your blinders on and you're mm-hmm. focused on systems and growing your business. And then alternate days, you wake up at four o'clock, which is probably what, three to four hours before your house wakes up. Yeah. That is, that's fantastic. So you mentioned that, um, you mentioned newer agents. If you had to give one solid piece of advice to a new agent, what would it be based on your experience this past four years?
1: Um, so two things, I would say, um, more like one focus, one on the most, and that is getting like having super strong relate develop super strong relationships with your surroundings your sphere of influence your friends those people like develop very strong relationships with them strategically not just like hi hello what did you cook today no like strategically develop relationships make sure that they know you are an agent and second is you know, lead Jenning, like, of course, Fisbos and expired. I'm sure like David, you must have told them and they know about this, but cannot be emphasizing strong on them. I'm not doing that very strongly yet. I have to, I have to admit that mm-hmm. But that's always there. You have to, like there is no easy solution around it. There is no plan B. That's the only plan, you know,
0: right. No, so, I but make sure,
1: agree. Yeah. Like strong relationships because that's what has gotten me here. Because I really do make everybody feel in my sphere very special, so that's the one thing. Whether it's expired or physical, make them feel special and cared. Yes. So that's what you have to do, and just take an action. Take an action, and be very confident about it. If you don't take an action, it's gonna, it's not. You're not gonna succeed.
0: (laughs) No, you're you're absolutely right, and I I love that you said you know you have to be really sincere, right? I always say people don't care what we know as real estate agents until they know we care about them. Mm-hmm. And I think so many agents are so quick to make a phone call and say, I'm the best. My company's the best. I can get you more money. And mm-hmm. we, we, we make it more about us versus about what's important to the person we're talking to. And I think if we slow down a little bit and build the relationship up and understand what's important to that seller, what they're trying to accomplish, where they're trying, where are they trying to move to and why is that important and what will that do for them? How will they feel once they accomplish that goal? They want to work with us because they see we actually care about what they're trying to obtain in their life. And so we we have to be more sincere and spend more time like building those relationships. I think that's uh, extremely important.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So
0: as, as we get close to wrapping up, I wanted to ask you when you think about real estate and you think about your business, uh, what are you most afraid of um, in, in real estate?
1: Um, I I don't know. Like I don't know if I'm afraid of anything. Like okay, I'm not. I'm I mean like I know that if I don't put enough efforts and if I don't do the things right, and when I say right, I mean strategically, you have to do things yes. right. If I don't do that, and and because of that, I fail. That's what I'm afraid of. I'm not afraid of the market or okay not me making me money because of, no, I'm afraid of um, not like the tools are there in front of me. And if I don't use them, that's, and if I fail because of that, or I, or I let down my family because of that, that that's what I'm most afraid of all the time.
0: I think that's a great answer. How do, how do you stay motivated to go out and find those motivated people who need to buy and sell? What, what's your motivation?
1: That's that's you know what that's a great question uh, and I, I I I'm glad you asked that because I'd never thought about this at all like never. Okay. And, uh, today I had some time to think about it and it surprised I was surprised by my answer. Um, so what motivates me is that I know many people would say their family and the money and those parts, but that's that's really not for me. Uh, when I see like I I had a jewelry background so. I'm not a technical person as far as I did not have a finance education or marketing background or nothing like that. So, but when I see agents who are producing at a top level, like successful people inspire me and motivate me. So when I see those people, they create a whole universe of success around them. They create it. It's not given to them. They create it by themselves. And when I see what they did, but yes. doing it purposefully, that's what inspires me and motivates me all the time. like love it. and and I see these young agents who are so smart and they and, and just within five years they've built an empire. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, like it's that's all you had to do and you did not do it. That's crazy. like shame on you, you know. I hear so, you. So th- that's what inspires me. like if he can do it, I can do it too. I don't have to have a Harvard University degree. To earn a million dollars. That's it doesn't work that way. Gotcha. Well, yeah. So that's that's yeah, that's what inspires me, I guess. Yeah.
0: So so I love that answer. And if I can share this with you, so I moved to New Jersey July of 2012. Mm-hmm. And so when I joined the Keller Williams office in Ridgewood, we had our team meetings every, every month. And so they always had awards and they would recognize the top agents for the month. Mm-hmm. And so every month it'd be the same people, right? you knew who would be up there. And you will always hear murmurs, like, it's always the same people. And people were kind of negative about that. Like, it's always the Mm -hmm. same person that they were recognizing. And I, I was inspired, like, by that, like you, like, yeah, I love that they're doing that. So I want to be up there. And So my goal became, what do I need to be doing every day so I can be up on that board? And, you know, Sally Ponchak, our broker can tell you, I would come in every day and I get on that phone and I make my calls and I go on appointments and get Mm -hmm. listings. And the first time my name was up on that board, when I tell you that that was a major win that that's motivation for me, like it is for you looking at people and what they're doing to be successful and letting that motivate you, because if they can do it, you can do it.
1: Yeah. True. That's that's awesome. Yeah. And you know what, David, like I would like for all the newer agents, it was so important for me in my first year to, be in close connection with some of the top agents yes amongst them christine Kehoe was there Uh, michael shetler was there there were a couple of other agents who really um, helped me a lot yeah and that really uh you know that really jumped my production like i remember you in the wake office you were like ashita you know what sit here listen what i'm doing too and um, I saw you lead Jenning and since then all my fears were gone away. Like I never had any fear just because when I saw you and I'm like, Oh, well, that's easy.
0: Gotcha. Simple.
1: Well, if he can do it, I can do it too. So, Absolutely. yeah. So it, it, yeah. So like, it, like that would be one of the recommendation for all the new agents too. like just, follow what the successful top agents are doing it and when you really see what they're doing it's really simple it's it's not nothing is a rocket science it's so simple so basic yeah. yes yeah
0: it's simple it's not easy you have to put work in yeah. however it's gradually you get better and then suddenly you're like you've got it down and you've mastered mm-hmm. everything so it's just putting the work in every day gradually and then suddenly so so Ashita I have to ask you um, I I work to do these interviews every week, so I want to know from you, the next person I interview, I want you to pose a question for them that I can ask them during the next interview, and it can be about anything. It can be a personal question. It can be a business-related question, but what's a question that I can pose to the next person I interview?
1: See, I should have looked at all the videos before, so see this (laughs) question coming. Well, no,
0: because I I don't want you to be prepared. I want you to think of something that you are curious about, if something you want to get better at, something um, that you would like to just hear somebody share, what's a question that might uh, come top of mind to you?
1: Um, Okay. Again, this is not just me. Like, this is me just giving, giving a question without thinking a lot. So um in in duration of my four years into this industry um i have found this more important than ever is the strategy i never used to focus on that i'm never a person who focuses on strategy i'm like more just jump into it and do the stuff but now i know that it's strategies also strategy and consistency um, are two important lessons i've learned that you need and i'm working on that now um so so the next agent should be answering what are those one or two two things that you've learned that you need to focus on in order to grow your business. Love it. For, 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 more, for me, as I said, it's strategy and consistency. Okay. So what is that for the new agent? Like, for the new or, agent. Or the next agent, yeah.
0: Okay, perfect, perfect. And um, if someone wanted to follow you on Instagram or follow you on Facebook, uh, I know I didn't prep you for this, but do you know your handles where you can share those and I'll, I'll share them in the video?
1: Yeah, you want me to say it or I can just text you later on
0: i say it if you know it right offhand, and I'll, I'll make sure i put it in the bottom as well And the yeah
1: so on the instagram it's the ishita dalal group okay um on facebook it's my personal pay- facebook page um it's the issue Ishi- uh, ishita dalal okay.
0: um
1: yeah those two because business page people that really don't care about that so don't work on that too much. <laughs> work I, on your personal I, I, page. That's, that's the, personal the most page. important page. Business yeah. page is not important.
0: <laughs> no, it's it's not. I find that I post on my business page because mm-hmm. now I'm interacting more with real estate agents. Mm-hmm. However, then you share that to your personal, to your page, personal page that's where you're getting more, more engagement. You're absolutely exactly. right. Absolutely. Okay. So I, I will share those handles. I want to say, I, I really appreciate your time. I think a lot of what you shared is going to be helpful to so many agents, and then I want to come back after quarantine and interview you again and figure out what's different in your business. What are you doing different to get, yeah. get out there and thrive and, and continue to grow your business? Um, do, you, do you feel um, open to sharing what your goal is for 2020, even with quarantine? Are, are you open to sharing what that is?
1: <sighs> Without quarantine, it was 20 million. Okay. <laughs> with quarantine, it is also 20 million.
0: That's awesome. And so, (laughs) so, you know, October 31st, when I say that date, does it mean anything to you? October 31st?
1: Yes. It means that that's technically the last day of the year, because any contract that goes beyond that date, you're not getting money for that. It will be transformed to your next year. It will be carried to your next year.
0: Exactly. So I believe it's still possible for you to do 20 million. Mm -hmm. It's about what are you doing right now during quarantine? So once it's lifted, you can hit the ground running. Versus most agents who are going to have a quarantine lifted and they're looking around like, I have no business in my pipeline. What do I do to get business? Mm-hmm. You're working at it now, which means you have a better chance of hitting your goals for the year, which is which is fantastic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like because as I said before, quarantine 20 million. So with quarantine, I've made a slight change, which is either have them signed or be under contract, like not necessarily close. Okay. It Might be difficult, uh, but not necessarily close. But still have twenty million in pipeline, closed and okay. the contract. So I'm like that. That's yeah. That I'm sure we, it's easily doable. And I'm <laughs> sure you will that. do it.
0: I'm sure you'll do it. So Ashita, I want to say thank you so much for for joining Scotch and Scripts. Has been a, a joy having you on, and, and thank you so much for sharing. Again, mm-hmm. I know it's going to be great for. Whether you're a new agent or a veteran agent, some of what you shared, especially around social media, is going to be great and will translate into helping people grow their business and get better at real estate.
1: Thank you so much, David, uh, for having this. As I said, some of your questions really helped me a lot. So, um, like to think, uh, and I never knew that I would. That was the reason why I was doing this. But you know, uh, I'm really thankful and grateful that you did. So, I'm happy to be here.
0: All right. Well, cheers Thanks. to you.
1: All right. Thanks, David.